We got an early edition of Baldry's Beat today. Keith Baldry from Global News joins me. Good morning, Keith. Happy Friday. Thanks for jumping in here. We'll do a quick preview and set up here what we got coming up at the top of the hour. Last week, it was the travel restrictions that were announced by the B.C. government. Today, we get the enforcement part of it, right? So how are they going to put some teeth into these travel rules? We got Mike Farnworth, the Solicitor General, coming up at the top of the hour, and he's expected to announce more about these checkpoints and roadblocks, right? Yeah, so my understanding, what I've been told, is this is going to be put in the hands of the RCMP. They're going to be the ones in charge of this. They're not going to get political direction saying, put up a roadblock here, put up a roadblock there. They're going to figure this out. The rules are don't travel between zones, between regions. And the RCMP are going to uh, set up a system to ensure that doesn't happen. So there will be counterattack-like roadblocks, but not 24-7. Right. Uh, at um, critical juncture points, uh, uh, feeder routes into Metro Vancouver, chiefly the Coquihalla Highway 1, the Canyon Route. And they're going to be keeping an eye on the sea to sky, but there won't be one there right away. Okay, let's listen to Farnworth himself. He was a guest here earlier this week on the show talking about this, and here's what he had to say. There's been a lot of misconceptions. Uh, there was a sense that, you know, of, uh, that, uh, oh, this is going to be all over the province. It's not. It, it, the reality is it is, it is at, at the key uh, intersection point between the lower mainland and the interior, which, as I said, is really at that Hope Chilliwack area where the three highways uh, uh, come together. Okay. And okay. that would be where you would take, uh, you, you would do it. Okay, I think it's safe to assume it's going to be consistent with what he just said here, the announcement. We're going to get some more details on it, when it will start, uh, where precisely these these block the, these roadblocks are going to be. Yeah, and he mentioned the Hope Chilliwack area, and that's where this is yeah. going to be. Also, the ferry terminals. Um, I don't think there'll be a counterattack roadblock at the ferry terminal, but there will be a police presence there. Premier John Horgan earlier this week saying West Van Police will look after Horseshoe Bay. Delta police will be looking after uh, Tawasin, and the RCMP will be looking after... Uh, Why would they not set up a roadblock on the Sea to Sky? I mean, if there's been a problem with people going up to Whistler. Well, there may. Whistler's <clears throat> closed now, so the traffic is um, is far less than it was at yeah. the height of ski season. But they're going to be keeping an eye on Sea to Sky. I mean, I love to go to Whistler in the summer myself because yeah. there's, there's a lot to do there. There's lots of golf in there. But again, you're not supposed to go there. Okay, what I'm listening for is what kind of discretion will the cops have at these roadblocks? And I talked to Farnworth a little bit about that this week. And he said, look, this is going to come down to common sense. And police officers will have discretion in how this is going to work. The the government has issued a list of allowed travel, right? Like exceptions to the travel Mm -hmm. ban. And it's it's a fairly extensive list, but you can't list everything. There, there are going to be kind of gray areas. There are going to be judgment calls that yeah. cops are going to have to make. Yeah. Um, we talked about certain scenarios. We had callers phone in with some yeah. interesting scenarios. And it, it will be up to the police. It's their discretion to determine whether some of these gray areas are essential or non-essential. Okay. What are you hearing about the police and any kind of pushback the government's been receiving? Because there has been some griping well, the, about it. The, the union president of the RCMP griped about it. But once the RCMP is, they're getting extra money for this. So I don't think you're going to see any pushback. Okay. So will we probably hear more about the budgeting of this too? Like how much money will police be getting? Uh, interesting. I hope so. Uh, again, we'll be we having that at 10 o'clock this morning. Mike Farnworth making the announcement in Vancouver. Yeah. And we're going to have that live, by the way. Okay. So that's coming up at the top of this hour. We're going to bring you live coverage of that announcement and then lots of opportunity for you to have your say on the open lines. We'll have full coverage and analysis on that for you. Let's talk about these pop-up vaccine clinics that were kind of a mess this week. And uh, once again, Yesterday, we saw another apology here issued by officials, this time from Dr. Bonnie Henry saying, mm-hmm. apologizing for the way these pop-up clinics were handled this week. And there's there's still people showing up at parks and rec centers 
on the rumor well, that there could be a pop-up clinic. That's on them. I mean, if they were not paying attention to the news yesterday when it was made clear, look, there's no more pop-up clinics, to then suddenly stampede out to a pop-up clinic. Well, people are desperate to get the shot, so if they think, like, there's even a chance I'm going to get it here, I'm going to try. Yeah, but if you after yesterday's fear to think that there was a pop, pop-up clinic on the basis of some a rumor you get, <coughs> excuse me, it's on you. But yesterday it was on Fraser Health. For okay, sure. our CKNW News reporting today that a lot of people showed up this morning at the Cloverdale Rec Center anticipating a pop-up clinic. It turns out it was just kind of a, a regularly scheduled clinic. but With some registrations. Re- well, and some reports show that some people were able to get through and get the shot. Yeah, and you're so, going to see some of this. We've seen this before uh, where people show up at uh, clinics without an appointment at the end of the day and... and end up getting a vaccine we yeah have, we've had uh, pharmacies put out the call just like hey i've got we've got all these vaccines and nobody's registered we had that one in uh, i think it was in west van or north vancouver last week okay where- here's dr bonnie henry yesterday talking about this absolutely yeah. apologize to people for for the miscommunications and for the confusion um, that was certainly not the intent Okay, Dr. Bonnie Henry are apologizing yesterday and here is the leader of the liberal party shirley bond here on, on this topic Suddenly, we have chaos emerging where people who are able to get to the lineup get vaccinated. Okay, was it chaos? Is that what it was? Well, it was certainly a, a completely bungled uh, communication situation where uh. we were we were phoning, Global News was phoning Fraser Health about this. Fraser Health said, well, phone the health ministry, phone the health ministry, oh, phone Fraser Health. Completely caught in the middle. Nobody wanted to take ownership of this thing. It's uh, you know it's interesting since the pandemic began, health authority communications have not been very good. They've not just refused to talk about a lot of things. They hand everything off to Bonnie Henry, who's not micromanaging everything. And this was an example of just nobody wanted to take ownership of this thing. And as a result, the public was misinformed and there was confusion and chaos. Okay, last night on the Global News Hour, I sat down to watch it as I do every night, and the first story in the News Hour was what I would describe as probably. Not probably. It was, it was the most gut-wrenching um, interview that I've ever heard about a COVID tragedy during this whole thing. Like, n- never mind any any of the tragedies we've heard that have emerged from around the world. Like, I'm talking at this interview that Global showed last night with a woman named Melissa Hans, who lost her husband to COVID, was, was one of the most tragic things I, i've heard it, it yeah, was the it most was, disturbing it was troubling interview i've ever heard uh, i'm going to play a little bit of it now so so what happened was her husband the whole family got covid yeah her husband Reed, 46 years old very healthy guy um got sick and she didn't they really didn't understand what to do um uh, and again no experience in something like this he just but he was sleeping on his own and she came downstairs and found him, as, what she thought he was asleep, and she felt, oh, great, He's, he finally got through the night. He's sleeping through the night. But it was obviously in a few minutes she discovered that he's actually passed away. Okay, we'll play a little part of it here. So here is Melissa Hans. I went over just to say good morning, and then I put my hand on his arm. When I put my hand on his arm, it was cold. And then when I tried to move his arm, I couldn't move his arm. So then I was like shaking him. I'm Reed, wake up, Reed, wake up. And then it wasn't until I moved his eyelids back, and then I saw that he was unresponsive. So then I called nine one one. Okay, it is like an extended interview, and if you want to see the whole thing, uh, give me a follow on Twitter 
and I've retweeted it there earlier this morning. Yeah, we've been running the story by Imanagahi on all our newscasts. It'll be on running its entirety on BC One today several times. Yeah. It'll be on the new news. We'll be doing a follow up tonight. It was an amazing. Melissa is just her story is just amazing. And it's, yeah. it's actually absolutely gut-wrenching to watch. It is. It's absolutely tragic. And she was, uh, you know, the courage that she showed and composure kind of talking about this, but she wants to get the message out to other mm -hmm. people. That's why she's doing these. these and videos. again, it's, this is not an old person's disease. R We're yeah. seeing more and more evidence of people, younger people getting sick and dying. And right now, the growth in cases and hospitalizations in ICUs are people in their 40s and 50s. Not the 80-year-olds, it's the 40s and 50s age group. The people in their 20s get the virus the most, and that's been the case since almost since day one. But the people getting the sickest right now are people in their 40s and 50s. And Reed Hans, 46 years old, uh, loving father, great health. I got His neighbor tweeted me saying he was a great guy, but also a very healthy guy. Yeah. A real loss to the community. This is totally unexpected, but an example of what can happen if you get COVID. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who looked uh, young, vigorous, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the story was showing him pictures of him playing with his kids and active guy it looked yep. like like he was like looks like a pic literally a picture of health which he was a and he gets this thing and it takes him down very quickly yeah you go so. back to i remember a year ago remember the story back in march or april when this first began of a fellow who died at home in, yeah in richmond uh who worked in a group home uh, got the virus came home and th then thought he was feeling better and asked his wife to go and get a hamburger for him uh, to McDonald's or something. She came back and he was dead. And yeah. he was he was also a, a fellow in his 40s. And this is an example, again, this is not confined to long-term care homes. This is a, a virus that can kill people at any age. Well, this is a guy, he should have been in the hospital, it sounds like, on a respirator. He should have been, you know, hindsight and, and all that. Now, again, nobody nobody's ever dealt with COVID-19 before. This is a, new, a coronavirus. This is a, a no, yeah. novel virus. Uh, and nobody's dealt with it in your family before. So you don't necessarily know what to do. I'm sure his wife is feeling t terrible on that part of it about, you know, that the, this happened at home. He maybe should have been in the, in the hospital. But, you know, my heart goes out to her and a sympathy to her and her kids. But, you, you know, it, it, the situation here was the whole family got it and, and recovered. And then he got it. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, okay, we've all gone through it. Now he's going to go through it, just sort of resting at home. Yeah, and, and most uh, people do that. Uh, not that many people die at home, but people do die at home. It has happened. COVID yeah. It has happened. Yeah. All right, Keith Baldry is here. It's Baldry's Beat. Your calls to him, 604-280-9898, star 9898 on, on your cell. Chris in Surrey. Chris has called in a few times this week trying to get the vaccine. Chris, how did it work out? Awesome, guys. Good news, Mike Keith. I woke up this morning, checked my email. I got an email from the government saying, Chris, you can book your appointment. I Yay. logged in. I logged in, and man, I got a appointment for early next week. I can't tell you how relieved I am to finally be able to get a shot. Great to hear. Chris, that's great to hear because we were scratching our heads here, trying to wonder, wondering why you weren't getting the appointment. Like, how old are you again? 67. Yeah, 67. You sort of you should have received the shot by now, but it sounds like there was some sort of mix-up. Did they give you an explanation or negative? They just said I could book it now, and I tried. I logged in again. I booked it. There was a ton of dates in, in May. And Keith, I think you're right. With all the new Pfizer vaccine coming in this week, there was a ton of appointments available yeah. coming in May. There was tons. It was great, Keith. Yeah. No. There's. Uh, uh, we're going to be a wash in vaccines in the month of May and in June. We're getting. We're getting 1.1 million Pfizer doses in May. We're getting, 
at least 130,000 Moderna doses on top of the 82,000 doses that arrived yesterday. We're getting 40,000 Janssen doses. Uh, and then wow. in in June, we're, go- we're going to more than 300,000 Pfizer doses a week. Wow. So by the... by. End of May, we could be at 70% of the target. Um, and we Which could, would be higher than anticipated. Higher than anticipated. Right, yeah. So this is a slow start, but it's going to be a very fast end. Chris, I'm very glad to hear you're Great getting hear, the vaccine. Chris. Thanks for giving us an update. Chris had called in a couple of times this week trying to get the vaccine. And there was a bit of a mix-up there, but he's getting it, which is great. Let's go to Leslie on the line in Vancouver. Hi, Leslie. Hi. Hi. I'm just calling about the uh, roadblocks, and the, the question was, do do you think we should have the roadblocks? And uh, I I have accommodation business in Yukulit, and even the mere mention of the announcement of the travel restrictions, all of the guests called and canceled. Mm-hmm. The damage is done. The behavior has already changed. Sure, you're going to get a bunch of stragglers, people who aren't going to follow the rules, but at the end of the day, what the government set out to accomplish was to limit the massive movement of people. It's been done. Yeah. Do you think they're doing the right thing? I mean, it's had an impact on your business, but do you think it's the right thing to do? <laughs> oh, that's such a that's such a loaded question because our business yeah. has been shuttered since November. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had a decent summer. We lost all of spring last year. And we don't get a dollar of... Uh, of um, money to replace what we've lost because we uh, we we do dividends in the business we don't do payroll so we not, we haven't got a dime for the loss of business the question the other question you asked is is do I think it's the right thing yeah you know I I don't want to criticize the politicians because I don't think they can win either way here yeah. uh, I don't like police state though I think that politically that that's wrong. But also, as a citizen, when you when you go to vote next time, I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember that roadblock. I'm going to remember mm. being denied for a legitimate reason. And so, I don't think it's right. No. Okay, Leslie. Thanks for the call. Well, um, you know, I'm not sure who you're going to vote for because I think every party is pretty much voice support for this yeah. for this, uh, this I, program. But I think the but maybe she's she'll be able to open her place in the summer though. Yeah, I mean, this is the the goal is to get through this by the May long weekend, and hopefully yeah. we get the numbers down. Uh, there's every reason to think that the summer, yeah, June and July, August are going to be back flourishing, back into business. Again, again, but but I think Leslie's right. Uh, the cancel. I'm told that Mike Farmer today will also announce that the number of cancellations they picked up of hotels, motels, and campsites are well more than a thousand. Wow, uh, which is significant. Okay, Corey on the line in Surrey. Hi, Corey. Corey, you there? Okay, Corey. All right. Uh, let's try Paul and Chilliwack. Hey, Paul. Yeah, the one thing I got to say is they're politicians, they're health care, you know, experts, but organizational, you know, distribution of vaccines. What's going on? Hire somebody. All these event coordinators and people that can run big concerts who know how to get things to tons of people in a proper organized fashion hire them to tell them how to do this this pop-up clinic thing good lord what people was... can you know like look at how well it works when the the pharmacies are distributing the vaccine seamless i did that got my vaccine way early no problem. I put my name in with four or five different pharmacies, had a call within 11 hours of, of putting my name in, yeah. and, and had the vaccine. 
Okay, so, Paul, thanks so, for the call. Well, there's more than 180 clinics around BC that have been operating since the vaccination began, quite apart from the 600 pharmacies, and they've been running seamlessly. So it is running seamlessly. The pop-up clinics are, are the exception to the rule, and that's that was why there was chaos and confusion. You think they'll do those pop-up clinics again, or is that like... Not like that. That's, that's, that's <laughs> over Better now. not.